Did you hear that? What? What? That that noise. Was that the horror comedy podcast? With Jake and Haley, Sundays and Wednesdays. The only podcast where we get high and try to scare you and share short, scary stories. Contains marijuana. Keep away from children. Hey guys, it's Haley with the Horror Comedy Podcast. It's time for a mini episode. That means I'm going to read to you some short, scary stories that I find on the internet. I hope you're doing great. Uh, To be honest with you, I thought I had a new gig lined up and I went and they told me that I have to color my hair and uh, wear a turtleneck because of my tattoos. So that was a negative experience I am still reeling from. I won't lie to you about that. Very disappointing. I hope that if you guys have a disappointing experience, you don't beat yourself up. You don't internalize that disappointment in the form of shame or blaming yourself or others. Sometimes things just don't work out. And you know what? That's okay, because sometimes things will work out. So let's hang in there together. Let's take a deep breath. Let's get through it, because things are going... Things are going to get better. I mean, maybe not like globally or economically, but I mean, in a year or three months, you might meet the person of your dreams. And have a wonderful amazing friendship or fall in love with them or you might find a stray cat on the street who loves you and changes your life or you might get that beautiful monstera plant (laughs) that you've been eyeballing your whole life i'm getting choked up (sighs) things will get better you guys and in the meantime we're gonna get scared i think that Being scared is kind of healthy, you know, so we're going to use fear to escape our problems. I found some very scary short stories for you today. I'm very excited to bring you this first one, so I'm just going to get into it. All of these stories are from the anonymous uh, paranormal board of 4chan, so nobody has names, unless I specifically say otherwise. Pretty much everyone I know has seen a ghost, but people said they only showed when they were trying to tell us something. Some people would be haunted until they figured out what the spirit was trying to say. Sometimes you could talk to them, but sometimes the spirits were mute. One time, my dad's hunting buddy died suddenly. At the time, my sister was pregnant. My dad's hunting buddy appeared to my dad shortly after in spirit. Usually, this means the spirit of the dead person is going to be reincarnated as the pregnant woman's child, but Dad doesn't mention it to anyone. But when the child is born, a girl, he notices that she has a birthmark on the back of her neck. Dad's hunting buddy was shot through the back of the neck in the same spot during a hunting accident. Dad considers this to be a sign that his buddy has been reincarnated. He never tells anyone because he thinks it's not good to interfere with a reincarnated spirit. But over time, the signs are pretty clear. My niece, 
Emily, she develops the same traits as my dad's friend. She loves the same foods, the same music, the same books, and she loves hunting. Dad takes Emily hunting all the time, and one day I go with him. On this particular day, we walk by the spot where Dad's buddy got shot and died. Emily stops and says, I died here. And then she starts to cry. I'm just confused at this point. Eventually, we go home and Dad tells me the story. My sister was asleep in a big, comfortable chair we had in the living room. It was early evening and the rest of the family was out. Dad's reading, but he can't stop thinking about his friend. He looks up from his book and his dead friend is standing there. The spirit is smiling. He looks over at my sister and then he disappears. That's pretty much it. I didn't know the guy very well, but my dad says that Emily has his sense of humor and everything. It's a really incredible story. This didn't happen to me, but my uncle. My uncle, back in his early 20s, lived in southeast Kansas, just north of the Oklahoma border. He was living in a tiny-ass town, practically a village, no bank. Post office had only 70 boxes. There was nothing to do except for drink or fuck some dead-end hoes. <clears throat> Not my words. Oh, peace words. Halloween day, his friend calls and says he's picked up three girls that they know, and they're on their way. They're going to visit some spooky places for Halloween. They swing by in a shitty convertible held together with wire and duct tape. The first place his friend can think of is a ran-down barn a good 30 miles from town. The barn served as an improvised shelter or hospital for a small Confederate detachment to tend to their wounded. Legend goes that Union soldiers found the Confederates and killed them all one by one in the middle of the night as they slept. The legend goes that the barn is so haunted, no one wanted to be around it, so it sits abandoned in ruin. They show up to the barn, which is practically about to collapse, and they go inside through a gaping hole in the side. My uncle pulls out shitty little flashlight to look around with and explore the piles of shit lying around. One of the girls lets out a little squeak and says she heard something coming from the other end of the barn. Just as she finishes saying that, a clicking sound starts from right above them. My uncle fucking starts to feel a little creeped out, and he turns his flashlight up, and there's a damn barn owl looking down at them with big black eyes, clacking its beak at them and hissing. And all the girls scream, you know, as the owl swoops down, and, and it flies out a window. An hour passes, and there's nothing more to do at the barn, and nothing spooky has really happened. The girls say they want to go home. His friend convinces the girls to check out another place with them before they go home. This place is a particular field on the state border where lights are seen at night. Urban legend says that if you go out at the middle of the night and whistle, a light will appear in the rolling hills. The light is described as being like seven feet off the ground. It appears several hundred yards out and it starts to float towards you. The light is a torch of a group of native warriors, long dead, who respond to the whistle, thinking they're being signaled by another warrior group to fend off lands. His friend decides it's a perfect place to go and see if the legend is true. They spend a good hour driving to this field on single-lane back roads. 
The girls are beginning to complain about how long it's been and whether or not they're lost. And he's like, shut the fuck up, you know. They arrive and know they're at the right spot based off landmarks. They all get out of the car and friend whistles long and hard into the night. They all stand in silence and look out into the fields. Nothing's really visible. The only light is the moon. My uncle doesn't believe the legend, so he doesn't expect anything to happen. Five minutes go by, and the friend lets out another whistle. This time it passes, and nothing happens again. The girls say it's time to go as they move towards the car. At this time, my uncle agrees and moves around the car to get in. Right as he looks up to his friend to tell him it's time to go, he notices his friend is still there, and there's a faint noise in the air. The noise is barely audible. It's way out in distance. It sounds kind of like a cow making its way through a patch of mud, just like stomping and sloshing. Suddenly, there's a faint whistle all the way out. And it's changing tune. whistle is followed by distinctive drumming. My uncle describes it as approximately one to two beats a second. It was quiet, but definitely drums. Everyone stops what they're doing and focuses in hard at the noise's direction, and that's when they see it. It's a dim light, flickering, just crested a hill and coming towards them. At this time, my uncle notices two things. One of the girls has come up to him, practically shitting herself. She's babbling incoherently, and she's grabbing his arm. His friend, who up to this point has been still, is now shaking. It looks like he's almost convulsing from fear. The light gets close enough that my uncle can make out the outline of a figure under the light. Holy fucking shit. Holy fucking shit. Holy fucking shit. The girls are going apeshit and screaming at this point, trying to drag my uncle in the car. The light is now only a hundred feet away, as his friend kicks up dirt and hauls ass. My uncle looks back to see the figure is now standing still and watching, the figure's face just barely illuminated by the light. They speed back to town, doing no less than 30 over the speed limit. The girls are crying their eyes out. One even pissed herself. They drop my uncle off at the house, and he's about to go to bed when he notices a burning pain on his arm, and he looks, and it's red. It's a bruise from where the girl squeezed his arm during the encounter. He slept with all the lights on that night. He never talked to that friend again. He only told me this story once, and when I tried to ask the details about the figure under the light, his face changed, and he couldn't bring himself to go on. Yeah, okay, so the bit about the Confederate soldiers getting murdered in their sleep, it's like, yeah, that's sad that that happened, but also kind of punk rock that that happened. I don't know how you feel. Controversial opinions and whatnot. Uh, Hopefully, actually, I hope it's really not a controversial... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Please don't hold me to that. I don't know. I hate that story. I hate it. Fucking hate it. (laughs) 
my solution is to just stay inside, but y'all know how that went because y'all seen my house or listened to my house slowly get haunted if you've been listening to the to the podcast for a long time. It has nothing to do with the podcast, so don't worry. Don't feel bad. It, it has more to do with this haunted chair. It's a whole thing. Just go back and listen to a few episodes. I talk about it. Anyway, one more story for you guys. This person says, this isn't a ghost story, but a story about when me and my at the time 58-year-old dad almost got murdered by our neighbor Harold. This is kind of a long one. In October of 2012, my stepmom and dad noticed our neighbor Harold. He started to kind of linger a little too long when my sister is around. Maybe stare at her for a little too long when she walks by. So we start going outside with her when he's around. He stood at a distance just watching us oddly. Sometimes he would twitch randomly for some reason. I found out much later that he used to be addicted to crack. Mm. He was also a child predator. Mm. Not great. I mean, we all, we've all been addicted to something or other before, so I don't mean that part. But several weeks pass, and for some reason he's asking to get into our apartment to just visit, or he constantly comes and asks our dad for a cigarette. I still remember the last thing he said to me before uh, the incident. He said, Roblo, Roblo, can I get a cigarette? Roblo. One day, my dad says, no. He doesn't have any cigarettes. And Harold gets pissed and tells my dad to go fuck himself. The next day, October 31st rolls around and me and my sister are outside. Our neighbors, CJ, Eddie, and several others in the apartment are outside relaxing because it's Halloween. Neighbor in apartment 12 has candy for everyone. Out of the fucking blue, in front of everyone, Harold says to my sister, Check out this iPhone. Have you ever seen one of these in real life or oh, only on the internet, huh? Yep. Well, this iPhone can be yours for free if you come in my apartment. If you come inside, I'll give this to you for free and I'll give you lots of love too. Everybody hears it. Everybody goes fucking wild and Eddie is like, I will whoop your ass. I will call my veteran buddies from Vietnam and we'll kick your ass. Like, it's no big deal. Don't talk to her. She's a child, you know? Fifteen minutes later, it was an absolute fuckfest. There was a shitload of police and about 30 military veterans trying to get into Harold's apartment. Some brought guns and made the cops really nervous, causing some to almost start a very violent gunfight. A bunch of restaurant employees across the way, including Hardee's, Walgreens, all of that, they can see the shit show going on at this old apartment complex across the street, so they are all kind of gawking. Somehow, Harold gets arrested and only gets three days in jail. Weeks pass. Harold is acting really nice. He starts talking with everyone. One day, he tried getting into our apartment when my family was in it. My dad opens the door and Harold is right there. He tried getting in like that a couple of times, but one night, everything changed. It was 2 a.m. in December. I was watching Toby Games Aether Minecraft videos on my tablet. Um, if you know what that means, like, please don't hesitate to tell me. Anyway, all of a sudden, there's a series of loud bangs at our door. 
Our German shepherd Shiva wakes up and starts going crazy around the door and starts fucking barking at the top of her lungs. And whoever is on the opposite side of the door is yelling to fuck off. My dad gets up and tries to get the situation calmed down, and that's when he realizes that it's Harold. He tries to calm Harold down. Harold just keeps getting more and more angry. So my dad calls the cops, which makes Harold even more pissed off. Harold puts a crowbar through the seam of our door to try to pry it open, screaming at the top of his lungs, saying, I know my girlfriend is in there. She loves me, and I love her. I want her back. My dad is like, my daughter is 13. What is wrong with you, you sick son of a bitch? The top half of the door is open after 15 minutes of him chipping away at the brick and wooden door frame. He finally gets the door open. My dad grabs the dog by the collar and is barely holding on and tells Harold to back up or he's going to release our German shepherd on him. Harold continues to take a step and my dad releases Sheba. Harold has a knife, which my dad didn't notice until the point where Harold was taking swipes at him. But luckily he loses grip, throws it, nearly hits my dad, but misses. My dad releases our dog. Harold tries to block her, but it doesn't do anything. She tackles him and begins tearing at his chest and his throat and his hands. There's a struggle, and finally he gets her loose, gets her off of him, and he just runs. The cops finally get into our apartment 15 minutes after Harold had been mauled by our dog. The cops told us to stay in our apartment and don't come out until we call for you. There was a blood trail all the way over to the local Walmart, which is like a 10-minute walk from our apartment. The dude was caught hiding in the back of the store, and he was arrested. Two years ago, I was driving near the Forbes field south of town, and I saw this guy on a crosswalk holding a lightsaber doing some, like, cool moves with it. And I look at this guy, and I'm like, oh, he looks familiar. And I realize, when I drive closer, it's fucking Harold. (laughs) I haven't seen him since. The OP continues to say that Eddie, the neighbor who had the Vietnam vet friends, actually was evicted back in 2014. He doesn't really have family. And uh, OP says, Eddie, if you're on this board or anywhere else, I fucking miss you. I really do. I wish you luck on finding your family and kids. Thanks for the drunk beer chicken, too. It was the best food I've ever had. Okay, so, Eddie, if you're out there, I mean, you're basically part of the lore of this podcast now. and, and, And you're very important to me. And you're very important to OP. And I think this week has been an incredible episode i really needed this today i really did so thank you guys for coming along this scary creepy journey with me if you have a scary story please email it to me at the horror comedy podcast at gmail.com come hang out with me i run all of our social media like if you send me a funny tweet or a meme like i will literally read it with my eyes and brain i really appreciate you guys we're going to get through it together i swear to god and i'm gonna keep making you these little scares like little scare sandwich for you because i love you and i want you to grow big and tall and strong if you like the podcast the best way to support us is to fucking hang out with us basically you already know the deal tell your friends uh leave us a review hang out with us on twitter instagram facebook tiktok or mm, i don't know uh i guess outside of my house but please don't please don't show up where i live uh love you guys don't forget to drink water send us your scary stories the horror comedy podcast at gmail.com. I can't remember if I said that or not already. And we'll see you on Wednesday. Nope. Sunday for a full length episode.